Hey, this is Tim Jones, creator of the Sour Grapes comic strip, and you're listening to Soul Wizard on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to Soul Wizard. You're thinking, you said people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 400 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. With me, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Need for dangerous. And the experts, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagans. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, it's our 400th episode celebration as we celebrate 400 weeks in a row of podcasting fury with no breaks by, as tradition requires uh bringing on some of our good friends and forcing them to watch a terrible movie about dancing that's what we do when numbers <laughs> end in zero on the show <laughs> and uh so this week after we uh fellatiate ourselves a little bit about how great we are for hitting 400 episodes we're gonna bring on our friends montego and tiffobot from fans on patrol and we're gonna retro review the amazing 1984's lorenzo lamas vehicle body rock but before we get to breaking, you guys want to see some breaking tonight? Uh. <laughs> I think Aubrey's seen I, enough. Aubrey's seen enough breaking to last her lifetime. I think at this point. That's right. That's right. <laughs> My soul is constantly breaking. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't involve fighting Dayglo skeletons with nunchucks. But we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, we just wanted to kind of touch base a little bit. It's been 400 weeks. Marcellus Reagan's 400 weeks of So Wizard Podcast in a row. With no breaks. What do you have to say for yourself? Uh, this is the part where I announce I quit. Uh, episode 400 will be my last episode in the history of So Wizard Podcast. Thank you very much. It's been a fun ride. Goodbye. Bye, Felicia. All right. Well, uh, so we're going to be looking for a new co-host. And, uh, that sucks. All right. Well, uh, Aubrey, you're not going to quit too, are you? Do it. I don't even know how I made it this long. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the longest commitment I've ever made in my entire life. Well, at least it's the one that'll never let you down. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Except for all the times it made you watch really shitty movies. <laughs> it's like an abusive relationship. Wake up in the morning, right. shoves a DVD copy of Santa with muscles in your face. Yeah, it's still not as bad as any relationship I choose, so I guess, <laughs> I guess we're okay. All joking aside, Marcellus Reagan's 400 weeks in a row, the floor is yours. Yeah, I don't know how we did it this far either. Um, it's kind of crazy that we're at 400. I wish that, uh, I don't know, I, I wish that that I could remember a lot more <laughs> of the past 399 episodes. Uh, unfortunately, it's only the, the horrible movies that have left scars that I remember 
Uh, I don't really remember the good times, but you know, we, we're still doing this. I don't know why. I really don't know why I'm doing it, but we, here we are. So, uh, thanks to everyone that's been listening. Uh, if this is your first time joining us, um, thank you for coming aboard. Uh, if you've been with us from the very beginning, thank you so much. I still don't really believe that anyone really listens to this show other than me while I'm editing, but uh, I want to uh, I want to give a big thanks to all of our friends in the Geek World All Stars Podcast and Network for writing with us and helping us get to this milestone. Awesome, Aubrey Litchfield. What do you have to say for yourself? Um, yeah, I don't know how we've done it. Four hundred episodes. It's it's crazy that we've actually lasted this long and that we still do it, and it's been. And every week thing, and it's always surprising um, that uh, the numbers that come in and the things that we're allowed to do and the conventions we get to go to, it's all very surreal still eight years later. Oh, God. <laughs> we haven't got that far yet. <laughs> Seven years later. Seven and a half years later. Yeah. We're yeah. almost there. I, w- I would say if you're doing a podcast and you're thinking about doing a weekly podcast, doing one episode every week, uh, don't. Don't do it. (laughs) Turn around now. Run away. Hashtag occasional weeks off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Here we are, 400 weeks since the last time we didn't have a podcast. I can't even, I can divide my life into before So Wizard and after So Wizard. Which is kind of crazy, but it's true. I can divide my life into that. Uh, I think about sometimes a movie will pop up and I'll think about when I went to see it. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was before I had a podcast. So I didn't have to run out the first weekend it came out or, you know, go to see it immediately at a fan event or something so we could record right away. Uh, It's it's definitely been a huge, crazy part of my life for eight years. And uh, man, let's like Mark and Aubrey said, we thank anyone that is uh, listening, whether it's your first time this week, uh, which God bless you, maybe come back next week for a more. Uh, and um, people have been there ride or die since episode one. People have fallen in and out uh, and sometimes come back depending on the content. Uh, we appreciate each and every single one of you. It is wild and strange to think and humbling to think that people all over the world in different countries different places uh listen to the show so we greatly appreciate each and every one of you we really do um huge shout outs to a lot of our friends like markella said in the geek world all-stars podcast network like cult 45 uh coming up soon in a few minutes on the show fans on patrol uh superhero speak girl brain podcast pop person power podcast um you know other friends we made along the way because maybe the real so wizard is the friends we made along the way uh you know uh angry geek show and I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss people. So like, don't get mad if I don't. I don't, I don't even have a list right now. I'm just going off the top of my head. But you know, Angry Geeks. Um, you know, Dee Dee Sweets. Mm-hmm. Um, Rock Candy. I go the Rain Man. Rock Candy podcast. Um, Pine of Comics. Yep. The Nomcast. GI Gary. Countdown. Yes. Uh, Epic Film Guys. Yep. Nick from Epic Film Guys. Now Nikolai's Kitchen. Um, you know, and just. There's there's so many people I could not name them all or the podcast would be uh, four and a half hours long. But we know each and every one of you. We greatly, greatly appreciate your support. Uh, the super fans on Patreon who help us uh, keep the engine running. Yes. And, and yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's, it's wild that we have made it to 400 episodes in a row. <sighs> it's 
crazy. It's crazy. I just, it's just, it's, it's humbling and overwhelming at times. If you sit down and think about it, which is why I don't like to think about it sometimes. I don't like to think about Mark likes to say, nobody listens to the show. I know that people listen to the show because I monitor the numbers. So like, I know people listen. Sometimes I don't like to think about it because it gets you in your head. And now you're like, Oh, well, this many people are listening to this every week and this many countries and all over the place. And these many States. And you're like, wow, um, I, I got pressure on myself to perform. So I try not to, uh, I try not to think about it sometimes, but yeah, man, we appreciate everybody uh, that listens. Uh, and you know, to the haters, you know, uh, get fucked, you know, we're, we're still here and sincere. So, you know, 400 weeks later, we're still rock and rolling. I don't know what you're doing, but I know we live rent free in your head. So, oh my God. you know, thanks for the free space. Um, appreciate it. And that's, uh, that's, that's what I gotta say. I love, I love you guys. You guys are my best friends. Um, I appreciate you letting me force you to watch horrendously bad movies <laughs> sometimes. And uh, it's all good in the hood, man. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. It w- I would be remiss if we didn't take a second to thank the architects that kind of built this thing. That kind of got this ball rolling. Or the people who I like to blame every week as I'm doing this show and hating my life. Uh, Jeff Carter and Tom Van Zandt, the original host. Uh, you guys, uh, thank you, and I hate you. Thank you. <laughs> Do you hate Jeff more than he hates Zack Snyder movies? <laughs> I don't think I could muster that much hatred in my... I don't think I could live a thousand years and have that much hatred in me for anyone more than Jeff <laughs> hates Snyder bros. <laughs> that is true. Um, yeah, it was, it was nice of... Uh, those guys to uh, start the ball rolling a million years ago, um, 400 and let's say four weeks ago. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, me and uh, Tom were like, let's start a podcast. We can do this because we were guests on Jeff's now defunct podcast. And we were like, we could do this. We, we, we can we can do this every week. Here we are. <laughs> Tom peaced out. He's like, I'm not doing this every week. <laughs> It, is, it definitely feels like they got the ball rolling like that giant boulder in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's just like... <laughs> and ran. <laughs> no, we're the one that's running. I'm the one that's running. The, the boulder is still coming after me. That's right. I can't escape it. Well, who gets to be Mola Ram? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that's about all I wanted to say. Aubrey, uh, let's go back into normal podcasting uh, land now that we've fellatiated ourselves a little bit. Uh, <laughs> how are you doing this week? Oh, I'm living the dream. I'm, anything um, anything exciting going on? No. I've had a migraine for like four days, so I don't nice. even remember much of this week. I'll be honest. That wasn't just watching this week's movie. It was an actual migraine. I watched that movie twice. <laughs> I want you to know, just because I didn't understand it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I am glad that you're still here uh, after 400 weeks of podcasts. <laughs> Only for you will I watch these really shitty movies. <laughs> Mark Callis Reagans, how the hell are you this week? Uh, I'm I'm doing good. I watched the movie eight times and I still don't understand what happened. I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. I think it's weird that th- there's this has become like the the tradition to watch these horrible dancing movies on our whatever hundredth episode. I feel like a lot of our friends are just gonna like when we get close to when the road starts to like you know episode five hundred, our friends are just gonna back away. 
<laughs> and, oh man, I'm so busy right, that day right. and that day. They're like, please don't ah, call us that day too. Don't call on us, Joey. Don't call on us, please, please. Like, who the hell's gonna? Who are? Then how are we gonna have in superheroes be gone to watch salsa the motion picture in, <laughs> in a hundred weeks? <laughs> Lombada colon set the night on fire. Is, oh, is, <laughs> there's so many more. There's I know so there more. is. It's an unending <laughs> amount of terrible movies based on dance crazes. That's the best part. I, uh, I, I'm doing good. I, I have a cold, which is great. So episode 400, you know, we're going to get some hype and people are going to be like, oh, let's check that show out. And it's like almost incomprehensible and penetrable episode for new listeners. And uh, I have a cold. So great, <laughs> great, great job. So wizard podcast. Um, I have a cold and uh, I'm really tired because I went to a concert with my wife um, this past week. We went to see two cellos in concert, <laughs> which is uh, it sounds weird. But if you know what it is, you understand. But it's these two guys that play the cello and they cover uh, rock and metal songs with like a backing band. Mm, I thought you were going to say you saw two chains. And I'm like, nice, dude. Two chains. <laughs> no, um, it was great. I had a great time. Um not having to be with anyone except Jen for like two days was amazing. But now I'm back to real life and I got to go back to work tomorrow. I'm not looking forward to it. I haven't been to work in four days. Uh, I can only imagine what my inbox looks like in my my voicemails. Like, I don't even want to think. I'm going to need a, a six day of work this week coming up just to be able to recover from not being there for four days. But yeah, yeah, uh, I, I will tell you guys, I went as a guest on uh, some patches required podcast. Uh, I don't know when that episode's dropping. So it may already be out as you listen to it, but it may not. And uh, we want—they wanted me to pick a bad movie for him to watch. Oh, so God. I picked um, <laughs> *Voyage of the Rock Aliens*. Have they heard our show before? They did that. <laughs> yes, they have heard our show before. Um, and it was—it's it, not face meltingly awful. It's—it's it's pretty good entry level bad movie. It's free on YouTube as well, um, and it's—I I actually really enjoyed watching it. Of course, because I love bad movies. Um, but after we were done, they were just kind of like, man, this wasn't as bad as we thought it would be. We need to have you back and have you pick something like really bad. Oh, first of all. <laughs> challenge accepted. Holy shit. <laughs> Bigfoot Creek. Come on down. <laughs> yeah, they're not ready. Are they aware? Yeah. <laughs> what? Why? They're, 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 not, they're, they're not ready for the Joey picks at all. I know. I'm I'm seriously contemplating like Christy would be a good one and then they'll never ask me back on the show again <laughs> or or Bigfoot Creek. So which which is hilarious. But. So what we'll do is take a quick break uh, and then we're going to bring fans on patrol in and we're going to talk about Body Rock from 1984. So hold tight, kids. We'll be right back. Hello everyone, my name is Nick. I'm the host of Nikolai's Kitchen, and I'm also the host of the annual Livestream for the Cure. Livestream for the Cure is a charity event where we raise money with content creators and podcast partners from around the world for the Cancer Research Institute, a wonderful nonprofit researching cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This is a mission and a future that I truly believe in. And myself and my team worked tirelessly over the past five years to raise over $50,000 for this cause. This year, we're aiming for our biggest single goal to date of $20,000, and we cannot do it without your help. Please join us for the event May 19th through the 21st, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, for 45 hours of content from people all over the world. Together, we can bring hope for a future immune to cancer. 
the more eyes we reach, the more dollars we raise. Please help us in making this goal a reality. Together, we can make a difference. And we are back. All right, guys, it's time. It is time to celebrate 400 episodes in a row. And the only way to do that is by bringing on some of our friends and forcing them to watch a terrible movie about dancing. (laughs) So after episode 300, where we made Colt 45 watch The Forbidden Dance is Lombada, we decided to bring on our very good friends from Fans on Patrol, Tim Bobot and Montego, to watch 1984's Body Rock. So, welcome to the show, Mr. Montego Bradley. Ah, so happy to be here. Congratulations, y'all. 400 big ones. That's a long damn time, and y'all don't even take time off. Mm -hmm. Jesus, man. Just, you know, kudos, man. Big, big kudos, and thank y'all for having us on this show, man, and you know, thank you for that experience of that movie, but you know, <laughs> keep it together, Montego. Don't reveal anything, don't tip your cards, don't I'm give it away to... for free. I'm trying not to, but goodness gracious, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> thanks for that experience, but go fuck yourself. <laughs> and Tiffobot, how the hell are you? Oh, you guys, I am actually really excited about this. As soon as this was talked about a few months ago, I was like, fuck yeah, I can't wait to do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are some of our best friends in the world of podcasting, and I'm not just saying that because you're here in front of us. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I, we've never met you guys in real life, but I feel like we're, like, really close friends. So uh, we've been through a lot of crap together over the last, like, six or seven years that we've been friends. Mm-hmm. So why not just cap it all off and have you guys never speak to us again? by having you on to watch this movie and it's something that we're going to handle together. Teamwork makes the dream work. (laughs) All right. So take it off from the top. Aubrey, please tell us what body rock is all about. Uh, Chili is just a guy from the streets with a talent for breakdancing when his wicked moves catch the eye of an industry pro. This is this isn't even what I watched. This is not <laughs> a race right enough. When his wicked moves catch the eye of an industry pro, Chili finds his dreams of fame and fortune coming true for better or for worse. It's bullshit. You didn't watch uh, Peacemaker season one again, did you? No, but he he had to learn how to break dance. He didn't have a talent, I and he went agree to the. With you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and he he had to go to the dude's office. He didn't catch the eye of an industry pro. He was like, "Hey, man, be my uh, manager." Well, uh, how dare you question the integrity of Wikipedia? Yeah, first of all, um, you need to get on there and just be like, "Hey, whoever edited this, it's bullshit." I have something to tell you about. Lorenzo this Lamas is on there right now editing it. Like the reception, everyone loves this movie, and it made world peace come true. Mm. Th- this is where that seventy-eight percent of Google reviews came from. VHS copies of this are being bombed above Ukraine as we speak. Uh, all right. All right, so to start off with our guests, Tiffobot, have you ever seen this movie before? That is a really silly question. Of course I haven't. Montego. No, brother. I've I never never seen it. I was uh, very surprised when uh, when it came on. <laughs> <laughs> right? It seems like something that you should have seen, though, right? It does. You know, it, it right. It was right there in that, that time where all these movies were coming out, and you couldn't miss any of them. But this one, it missed everybody. <laughs> 
You missed it. <laughs> Marcellus Reagan's uh, had you seen this the fourth breakdancing movie of 1984? <laughs> I didn't realize it was the fourth one. Uh, no, I never even heard of it. Um, it. It was thrown on me years ago by you, and uh, it's been kind of queued up in my in my gun, ready to go. So yeah, it was nice to finally get around to watching it. I'll just throw it out there that this is your fault because I don't even remember what I had picked out for t- today. And you were like, can we get a movie that has at least one black person in it? <laughs> That's <laughs> like, <sighs> fine. <laughs> Go back well, to I my Rolodex here. It achieved that. It had about maybe four. Yeah. <laughs> Aubrey, some do talked, I even need to some ask? Some didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's really surprising if it is a movie that I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. So we're going to jump into it. Uh, I, I mean, should we play a spoiler sound drop, Mark Ellis? Like, does it even really matter? <laughs> you can't spoil this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I think all of us are going to have a different idea of what even happened in this movie. So I don't know if it would spoil it for anybody. It's kind of like a snowflake. The next person that watches it, it's going to be completely different. <laughs> That's true. But in the tradition of uh, the past 399 episodes, we are going to have a spoiler drop. One clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So just expect spoilers for 1984's Body Rock from here on out. If you haven't seen it and you want to go see it and then come back, maybe you you don't like your eyes. Um, (laughs) You you feel like just feeling your body die uh, one second at a time. It's free on YouTube, so uh, you can check it out. I actually posted the link on our Facebook page um, today. So feel free to go check it out and come back. Let's just get right off the top. Uh, Montego Bradley, how did you like this movie? You know, surprisingly, I uh, I enjoyed moments of it. You know, it came on. It was so, so, so bad that it was it was good for a moment. And uh, I liked the little whimsical crew. I was looking for the brothers. I was like, "Damn, it's one little black kid. That's about it. That's that's that's, that's our one. These, these street hardened, uh, street hardened dudes with these whimsical colors." But you know, I, I was enjoying it. But then it kind of went off on its own thing when it got to be so so much about Chili and you know his um, messing with the rich people. So then I kind of got bored. But it kind of brought it back at the end, you know. So I enjoyed it, man. But for, for, believe it or not, I enjoyed it. <laughs> All right, Tiffobot. What was your feelings on Body Rock? You know what? I actually didn't hate it either. That's what, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, shit. Because um, I think maybe, for one thing, you were like, here's this link. I'm sorry, basically. And so I was like, well, it's going to be really bad. And I think because I had that expectation going in. But also, it, it's like, um, it's just really easy to swallow. Do you know what I mean? It, there's really not a lot of stuff going on, if that makes sense. And there's like good dancing in it. Well, I mean, I don't know about that. I, I like some of those dancing. I liked it. I liked some of the shots that they were doing while they were dancing. I like the weird stuff that they were doing. <laughs> All right. I love it, actually. It's great. It's a great movie. Aubrey Litchfield, um, how did you feel about Body Rock? Um, I've I watched this movie twice. And each time I had a slightly different interpretation of what it actually is about. And uh, it's uh, very 80s. Yeah, it was like a Jackson Pollock painting. You got you just looked at it different every single time. Yeah. I guess so. It's hard to understand what's what's really going on. All right. Uh, Montego. No, sorry. Marcellus Reagans. Uh, how about you? 
it really blew my mind that I had never seen this movie before. Like, as I was watching it, I'm like, there's no, how did I miss this? How did I go through 1984 without seeing this movie at all? Or 85, 86. And I think because, I think the movie just kind of bombed mm-hmm. at the box office and then just disappeared forever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I appreciated aspects of it. It's it's a competently shot movie. You know, visually it's cool. It's no uh, Christy Santa's first female reindeer. <laughs> it's it's no Bigfoot Creek. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. They actually use like film and a camera and lights and sound. The camera's in focus. You can hear what people are saying. Yes. So. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so that gives it some some credibility. Um, but yeah, like like Tiff said, you, there's not a lot of complex thinking that comes with this movie. You don't really have to – you're not going to be – there's not a plot twist that makes you go, oh no, I didn't see that coming. It's it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's goofy. I don't know if I'll watch it again, but I didn't want to gouge my eyes out when it was over with. All right, all right. Um, you know, it it's very weird to me that I did not see this in the movie theater. Uh, you're right, Marcellus. It was a nuclear box office bomb that left theaters after only one week. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, and I that that year I saw Breaking One twice in the movie theater and Beat Street and Breaking <laughs> Two in the movie theater. So, like the fact that I didn't see this one, it's always bothered me. I did see it on video, so I had seen it in the past when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> I think I might be the only person that had seen it before. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's horrendously bad, uh, but it's got a goofy charm to it. So <laughs> it's not, uh, it's not offensively bad where you like want to die afterwards. But, uh, as my son said, when he came in and watched, uh, towards the end, when they were dancing in front of a giant boom box, he's just like, what, 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 what is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, body rock. We're watching it for the podcast. He's just like, why do you, why do you watch movies like this? Like, why do you, why do you do this to yourself? <laughs> Like I like movies like this. And he's just shook his head. That's what Noah yeah. said to me when we watched Prisoners of Ghostland. <laughs> <laughs> Fair what's, question. What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> like, I'm a cool guy. If I wasn't a cool guy, you wouldn't even exist. Come on. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, mean, I I do like it a lot. I, I'm not going to say it's up there in my favorite bad movies, but it's certainly enjoyable. Um, and it's not horrendously bad, so we didn't like subject. Montego and Tiff to something like face meltingly awful. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. So we got to start with things we liked. And uh, we're going to go to Tiffobot. Tiffobot, give us some oh. things that you liked about this movie. So one of the things I really liked about this movie is that every song was literally <laughs> verbatim what was happening in the movie. Like, I think like the first song that you hear when they're spray painting is like, spray it. Spray it, you know, and then like, and then like, and then like, 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 I don't know what the next one was, but it was synced up, and then the next one that they were like working together, it was like teamwork. I was like, Jesus Christ, Mark Ellis, do it. (laughs) Yes, that's it. That's the stuff. (laughs) Um, I did one of my favorite. I thought this movie was actually. Spray it on. By the way, Tiff, I just want to interrupt you and let you know the lyrics are spray it on till yes. every drop is gone. Wow. Make it big, make it bold, get your story told. Oh, okay. Uh, the lyrics were uh, outstanding in almost every single one of these songs, but um, I think that my other favorite thing about this movie is much like I, I kind of thought it was an extension of the Break It, Break in, break in Universe because mm, me too. Me too. It, it has a very similar vibe, and but. I love how there's no rhyme or reason for the people doing things. Like 
there's no plot progression. He gets with that girl, even though she was like, I don't know if I want to go on a date with you. And then suddenly they were dating and then suddenly <laughs> he was with someone else. And then at the end she forgave him, but there was no, there was no interaction within the movie that explained why or how it <laughs> <laughs> I just, here's the thing. When I watch these breakdancing movies, I just accept them. Yes. <laughs> there was that really awkward scene where Lorenzo Lamas, AKA Chili was fondling that woman's ass. So. Oh, and okay. When she takes that blonde woman home, the way he grabs her honkers, I was like, you have never touched a booby before, it seems like. I don't <laughs> – like, it, it was it so did, thirsty. It did seem like you never touched <laughs> Spray it on until every drop is gone. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Montego, how about you? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What did I like about this movie? Hmm. Well, I guess uh, I, I, I like the fact that um, – I don't know, man. This movie was a miracle because it came out at the time where all that uh, same stuff was coming, uh, you know, coming out, all of, you know, the breaking and stuff. Mm-hmm. One thing I really did like about this movie is that it made me feel like breaking was not such a bad movie to begin with. <laughs> um, excuse me. I will defend breaking one. To, to, you know, I love I love breaking one and two. Don't get me wrong. They're my favorite movies of all time. The first one is legitimately a decent B movie. <laughs> <laughs> part two is bad shit insane and hilarious, but part one like is a them. decent B movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it definitely made me appreciate breaking that. And that's no lie. I was like, wow. So, cause you know, this was, uh, it was, uh, so whimsical. Um, the outfits that they were wearing even seemed a bit out of place. And so it made me laugh. Like, you know, it was like, they went super hard with the, with the, the eighties garb. And it, it made me wonder, I wonder when they shot this. Did they shoot it in 1984? Because it was like released in 1984, and they were like churning those movies out so quick. But um, you know, you had what Beach Street, and you had Breaking, and and this came out like right, right, right along in that 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 line. Eesh. But I did, I did like the the characters, even though I felt like it was just uh, you know just this thieving culture. I was like, God damn, who, who are all these white dudes, and why are they trying to be so cool? Where, where's the black cool friend? <laughs> It was just a little kid, you know. So, but I did like it because they tried hard. They tried hard, hard, hard to be street, and so <laughs> that made me laugh. So that's what I liked about the movie the most. <laughs> awesome, awesome. You know, the one thing I like about you, Montego, is you're really a smooth talker. Yeah, I know I am. <laughs> Everybody's got to have a lover, and you know that I'm a dirty mother. Uh, <laughs> That's an original piece right there. That's an original piece. It's copyright. You, you guys, listen, because he was doing some, he was fucking multiple ladies at a time, so Smooth Talker came on. Literally, the story of the movie is told in song. But I will tell you that while we were talking, I looked it up, and Body Rock peaked at 48 on the Hot 100. Yeah. Oh. And reached number eight on the U.S. dance charts. Yeah, and his that's his, pretty high. He did another song in a movie, not Smooth Talker, but another song that actually charted in a billboard 100 <laughs> is that the one where he's like i'm a cannibal <laughs> oh, that, that one is smooth talker that was smooth okay talker. sorry he's like i'm gonna stalk you like an animal eat you like a cannibal and make your body pay <laughs> yep so, somebody was in a room and they were like i gotta write a song in two hours <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> aubrey litchfield was there anything you liked about this movie um yeah. 
Wish I could tell you that. I mean, I watched it twice, so it wasn't so deplorable that I couldn't sit through it twice. Because we've watched some movies where I cannot sit through it twice because the first time was hard enough. You could barely sit through it once. I know. So (laughs) this one, I I at least watched twice. So it's got replayability, at least. And not because it's like a great movie, but I mean, you could sit there and fold laundry to it. What about when Chili got a new leather jacket and was walking around talking to the camera? I thought like maybe it was a commercial. <laughs> so I was really confused. Um, that's what I thought they were doing at first. It, and then the second time I watched it, I was like, it, you know, for sure it's a commercial for some the the nightclub that he's at now. But then he's like moving out of his house. With his mom, who I thought was disabled at first, and then she's not. She's just a chain-smoking lady that <laughs> is in bed all the time. Watches TV way too loud. Yeah, with a, with big hair that's already done all the time. She, yeah, she's so always crazy. ready to go out. That's why. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I I don't know if there's anything that I like per se. Okay. Yeah. I could okay. keep it on watch. You liked it enough to watch it twice. And, and that's more than you can I, say for stuff like Moonfall or I really wanted to talk about it. And I was like, I'm gonna do this right this week. <laughs> and I'm gonna actually watch the movie. Well, at least you didn't show up in the chat an hour ago and say you finished Peacemaker season one. So we're <laughs> when that wasn't even what we were watching. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Marcellus Reagans, give me what you like. Because I know there were things you liked. So give it to me. Yeah, there was a couple of things. I this saw was your time, man. I know I know when you were a kid, you used to sit on the street trying to sell magic tricks to people. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not what he was doing. Uh so I had never seen this movie, and I assumed like when the movie started and it was all of the spray cans, I'm like, oh, okay. So we had break in, I was about breaking. We had a rapping <laughs> Mario Van Peebles. It's obviously about rapping. So this one is going to be going to be spray. Yes, <laughs> this is going to be about the the graffiti artist aspect of it. That's what I thought the movie was going to be about, and uh, that ended like <laughs> right after the first scene. I don't even think anyone picked up a spray can after that first scene. So nope. one of the things that I liked, I liked the the fact that it was filmed in New York, and it looks like New York. It doesn't look like. I mean, I love Breaking, but I don't know if, if it's that big in California. You know what I mean? At the time. I don't know. I, I couldn't really buy into the, like, the realism of the California lifestyle in Breaking. Um, it wasn't a uh, CW show, so it wasn't New York, but a.k.a. Vancouver. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't film it in Montreal slash New York. It, it was actually like New York, New York. So that I thought was really cool. Um, you know, and you get like the, the crowd in the streets and it looks like a real crowd. So I like that. And I like the, the girl that played Darlene, the nurse. The girl that he was chasing, I thought she was actually pretty good. I thought she was cute as hell, but maybe that's just a, maybe it was just an '80s thing for me. The girls with like you know short little brunette bob hairstyles, which is I realize is the uh, the hairstyle of the '80s. Maybe it's just me, but I thought she was really good. She looked like Booth from uh, Teen Wolf. Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought some of the dancing was good. I thought for sure this was going to be, uh, yeah, they're going to get actors and kind of teach them how to dance. But we're not going to get any real B-boys. There's not going to be any real breaking in this movie. And there was. I was surprised. There was actually some some real talent on screen. And some of the the sequences that they filmed, that you can tell they tried to get real cinematic with it. It They overshot. <laughs> they overreached. 
It went way off the fucking rails, but the fact that they tried it, I give them credit for that. So, uh, yeah, there's some visual styles that I actually liked about it. Uh, and that, that's pretty much it. All right. Did you notice that the spray cans, the spray paint cans, uh, had no nozzle to them? So yeah, I don't I even did, know how paint came out. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I did note that. I also noted that at one point they had a wide shot of everyone doing it, and they are like, no way they're going to believe that this garbage that they're doing is going to end up looking like that. We've got to get close, just get really close, yep. and then pan <laughs> back to like a real piece of like lit of street art, you know? It's like they took all those spray cans out of the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we'll save some money. <laughs> wow. Um, I love this movie, and it, it's hilarious. Um, right off the bat, you knew you were in for something sweet when they start breakdancing across the street holding up traffic and the cars that are waiting for them change depending on what the shot is. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> it's just like, this is going to be great. And, uh, yeah. Um, it, <laughs> the fucking spray, not to keep harping on the spray paint cans, but, uh, my wife actually watched like the first few minutes of this with me before also getting up and leaving in disgust. And she, <laughs> um, she's just like, wow, they're not very good. And <laughs> <laughs> and then they pull back and it's this huge beautiful like like graffiti mural and she's just like there's no way they did that come on <laughs> that would and take the, forever too it would take that would take way more than like the two hours they were in that tunnel that was the whole train and it looked like it said thick ass crew on <laughs> some sort of ass crew was involved so um i really was confused at that point Maybe it was kick ass Right, I I just was confused what true. type of movie it was, you know. <laughs> you point. knew exactly what kind of movie it was. I do, I did, Garbage. I knew what kind of movie it was. Garbage. I love Lorenzo Lamas in this. Um, he cannot dance. Um, he's a terrible actor. <laughs> terrible, terrible actor. I agree. It was in Greece. Yeah. He was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He's the boy. He's like the goody two shoes that Sandy dates. He was for two seconds. man. Yeah. Soap. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. And he was. Yeah. Uh, he was renegade. He was renegade. <laughs> Jesus. I think at one point he was married to some. Who was he married to? He dated Vanity Man. He's definitely like had like a a, a bunch of notches in his belt for like smoking hot like eighties early nineties chicks. So. Uh, one of the dudes we was married to Janet Jackson, but I don't think it was him. No. Oh no. my God, he's had one, two, three, four, five wives. Six. Uh, six wives, oh, six divorces. Six. Woo-hoo-hoo. I don't know any of these women though. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. Ah, Shauna Sand. That's. <laughs> Whoa, is she a porn star? Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. She's directly responsible for the death of many of my children in the early nineties. Jesus Christ. <laughs> God. God <laughs> and uh, according to Wikipedia, she's had four husbands, so she's only a few behind Lorenzo. <laughs> so there there's a chance <laughs> for me, is what you're saying. That's right. She's still single. <laughs> sure she still looks great. <laughs> Just don't put her under a heat lamp. Um, they were married for six years. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Maybe his longest marriage. It, it could be. It, you know? it was. It was his longest well, marriage. He, he was a renegade, you know, he was a <laughs> snake oh, eater. That's how they see. Sand became Playboy Playman of the Month for May 1996 and began her acting career with a guest appearance on the TV show Renegade. <laughs> of course. <laughs> we got deep. And he sang that song to her and grabbed her boobies. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes. 
It's romance. Anyway, um, I appreciated him being completely out of his element in this movie, unable to dance. Uh, he could not rap. There was a sequence where they rapped at the first performance of the uh, Body Rock crew. Ooh, that was cringy. Yeah, I was going to say, it was so cringe that I almost shut the movie off. <laughs> uh, I really appreciated when he was like, to the crowd, um, you guys here to see some breaking? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oof. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just a goofy, goofy movie with a lot of ridiculous dance numbers. So, Montego, uh, Marcellus, um, have you guys ever gone to a dance club and had someone perform a um, a number where a mummy fights skeletons with nunchucks? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> I was I was sitting there in the in the screen, like you know, it just it switched scenes, and I was like, well, "What the hell is this?" And you know, and he had on that that outfit. And then I was like, what the hell is this? And he because- gave that speech where he was like, Dracula ain't got nothing on me. I ain't scared of no wolf, man. Dude, <laughs> everything was like so low budget to that point. You know, everything was smoky. And all of a sudden, it was in this Broadway number. And I was like, oh, shit, did some time pass? This is this is fresh. And then, what, the only person that went with him was the little kid? That, <laughs> that got me, man. I'm like, and, and where is that kid's parents? And how come he's not in school? And who is that damn girl? And where are they, <laughs> where are they books? Those kids spent the whole his- time chilling outside with grown-ups. Goodness. That's why his brother's always watching him. Oh, yeah. They did a bang-up job. The, the only <laughs> criminals in the, in the thing, they just beating the shit out of the tables and scaring all the white people <laughs> out of the club. <laughs> Tiff, how would you react if you were at a club, like, trying to, like, meet someone or you were mm-hmm. on a date, maybe, and then all of a sudden some guy wrapped in toilet paper came out and started giving a speech about the Wolfman and Dracula? That... Uh- that would fucking slay me. I would absolutely adore it. I don't know what's yeah. wrong with all of you guys. I when I saw that happen, I was like, oh, because okay, I know you guys disagree about there being, but there's some good dancing in this, and like the I liked the shots where they were like doing like the spins and they would shoot them from like the top or the bottom. I thought that was really cool. So I was like, oh, those are just like little uh, treats leading up to this major. We're gonna see yeah, something major. We did not. Those people barely fucking moved, and he just moved his arms around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very it made me a little sad honestly <laughs> um yeah i appreciated these strange so i don't go to uh nightclubs um i don't know if you guys could figure this out i'm not i'm not big on, on the nightlife um but i know if i did i don't think there would be an entire dance number with a giant boom box um where like a slutty 80s chick like comes out of the cassette player part <laughs> i've never seen a uh, uh, a, a live routine done in any damn club. I <laughs> <laughs> um, that was when my son had come back into the room and, and we, he was just like, how long has she been in there? <laughs> what if they forgot she was in there and just went home for the night? <laughs> I happen to really like the boom box set. I thought the boom box looked really cool. Cause I'm looking at it visually. I'm like, wait, is that a set or is that like a real boom box? So yeah, I thought they did a really good job regarding like the set decoration. And then when she popped out of the cassette tape, I'm like, oh, come on. That's that's just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'm not sure my son knows what a cassette tape is. So, um, All right. Well, uh, let's get to things we didn't like. Uh, Tiff Obot, was there anything that you did not like about the movie? It's hard to say because, like, I don't think this movie is the kind of movie where you're like, because you accept what it is. 
to, to in, in order to watch it. So like the things that I said I liked about it were pro- would probably be the things that I that I would normally hate. You know what I mean? That I would say I hated about it. But I guess I will say that like everybody in this movie has no idea what they want. The only kid who knows what he wants is magic. Like I want to dance, and I know that. And everyone else is just like, like he's like I'll be a rapper. He, he when he went to the office originally, he did say I do art. I could do this. And then he was a dancer and then a rap, a singer for some reason. The girls just like, I don't want to date you, but now I love you. And that, and I also, one other thing that I didn't like about this movie was the vague implication that there was drugs, but no confirmation. Like the guy rubbing his gums in the car. I'm like, okay, mm. I get it. Right. <laughs> but no, I mean, maybe I adore this movie, so it's fine. <laughs> All right. Nice, easy. You're easy to please. Uh, Montego Bradley, anything you did not like about the movie? Yeah, I didn't like uh, Lorenzo Lamas, man. I didn't I did not like Chili, bro. He bugged me because it didn't make no sense. And I think the writing got a little mixed up because in the beginning, he was the dude that had no talent. Nothing. Everybody was you you had a DJ scratcher is what they called him. Yeah. You had the breakers. And you had, you know, the other uh, pieces of the crew. And it was like, and the little kid said, well, what do you do? <laughs> you don't do shit. <laughs> you know? And he didn't. He couldn't rap. He couldn't dance. He couldn't, he couldn't sing. I mean, but he ended up being, he, he's the one that got the deal. And I ju- it just made me no sense. Now, I, I get it. The guy, his deal, I thought, was because he could draw the crowd. Because he was mm-hmm. like, could you draw this crowd, you know, all the time? Yeah, yeah, I could follow him. But then he was like, and I think after that, the dance number came on with the mummy and stuff. And it was like, what? This this is the dude that don't, I mean, they spent all that time trying to teach him how to dance, right? They did this whole, let's hear it for the boys footloose thing <laughs> to about, maybe about two songs, you know? And he never got better. He was earthworming backwards. He couldn't do anything. And then he ended up being the star. And it, it made no sense. It was like, how? What did he do? And I know that sometimes shit go that way. But I would... How does he, he has no talent, but I was also a little impressed by Smooth Talker because I was like, oh, he's actually singing a rap. So that's, <laughs> so, you know, so that that's what I didn't like. I didn't like uh, Lorenzo Lama's character because it, it didn't make no sense that the leaps they were going, you know, it's like, man, that he had to have something he could do good. Right. And I thought it was the tagging. I thought they was going to go back to that shit with the art, but that was just for nothing. So that's my opinion. Shit. Montego, you give this movie so much credit, dude, that I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Montego put way more thought into it than anyone involved in the movie. (laughs) They're like, we got two weeks in between filming for Falcon Crest. (laughs) We'll make you the star of the movie, even if it doesn't make sense. Please come on. And let us uh, talk to Shauna Sand for a little bit. I I agree. That's exactly what happened. Because what the hell was his talent? I don't get it. I still don't get what his talent was, you know. Mm. Aubrey Litchfield, <laughs> what didn't you like about the movie? Like Tiff about said, he, the, the, the like the direction of the movie didn't make any sense because one minute he's just like the hype girl in a club, but then no, no, the first thing is like he's a graffiti artist with yep. his friends, and then he moves to being like a hype girl at a club, and then he goes back to being an artist. And then somehow he doesn't know what he wants to do, but then he's a break dancer and then he's a singer. And then he's like, I don't, I don't I, like, I don't understand. He's a Renaissance man. He's something. <laughs> Renegade. And, 
<laughs> and like, I don't understand what he was doing. Like, was there supposed to be a love story behind him in Darlene or like what was going on there? Because like he was all about her, but then the other chick comes in and he's like, no, nah, I can, I got to touch your boobies. And, um, it's over. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like, he's a 13 year old boy. I don't understand. <laughs> Um, Aubrey, have have you heard about Shakespeare? He used to write a lot of good stuff. Oh, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Sorry, just going back to the lyrics from "Spray the World." <laughs> yeah, it it doesn't make much sense that, and, and that's why I watched it twice because it's like maybe I just wasn't paying attention enough because I was making my lunch for the week when I watched it the first time. So yeah. I did not focus on this. Maybe that's my problem. But then I watched it another time, and I was like, don't. It's nope. the movie. It's the movie that's the problem. <laughs> it's all over the place. And I don't understand why he's friends with a child that just kind of – there's a whole bunch of red flags there. <laughs> oh, shit. Aubrey, there was so much dancing in this movie between a child and an adult that I was like, mm, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't care for it. <laughs> it's like a, I don't know. I mean, I know this is the eighties, but where's your mental ma- maturity at that point? If you if you're friends with like a nine year old kid and you're in your twenties, and and I don't understand what the scene was with him at the uh, employment office. Like, why why did that? Why was that necessary? And her like eating candy for no reason. I don't quite understand. I just don't want to do nothing dirty like a garbage man. <laughs> I want to be like Ali. Oh, so you can box? Nah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what did that mean? <laughs> I think he was trying to imply he wanted to be the greatest. Maybe I don't I don't quite understand what even, even the the other character in the movie didn't understand what he was saying. <laughs> I don't think anybody understood like what was going on. It was almost like somebody was like, I really I, I have this idea for a breakdancing movie and I really want to make it happen. And I'm willing to put this much money into it. Let's make it happen. And everybody's like, all right, I have an camera and then somebody else was like all right i have a sound system and they're like great let's throw it all together we'll roll them right we just gonna go out with the camera and shoot for like two or three months and we'll, then we'll just give it to the editor and see what kind of movie you can make <laughs> and this is the 80s so we gotta have dancing and we gotta have women who have no morals here's yeah. a lady working at the hospital throws it all away for some dude who is a breakdancer slash artist. Perfect. Just what women do. That's just what happened in the 80s, Aubrey. It was before you were born. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering, like, is that what nightclubs are like? It's just a bunch of choreographed dancing. Is that what it was like in the 80s yes. to go to a Yep. Fascinating. 100%. <laughs> Marcellus Reagans, what did you not like about this movie? Uh, you know, I agree with Montego. The story just did not make any sense at all. When he was the one that got hired. Even though it was clearly established that he's the one person in a group that didn't have any talent at all. That blew <laughs> my mind. That blew my mind. Uh, and then when you get to the scene where he's teaching the woman how to break dance, I'm like, what the? F- Wait, what? <laughs> the the part where he's walking down the street with his long leather coat with his name graffitied on the back. And he's like just randomly pointing to people like, yeah, I'm moving out of this neighborhood. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this clearly this is a commercial for something. And then when he's walking up the street and there's like 
I don't know, 200 people like following him. I'm like, I'm waiting for the logo to pop up at any time. And then it just cuts to the next scene. And I'm like, what is happening? Well, he came up against his friends, right? So he had all these like new friends. That was a very good cinematic moment. I was kidding. Um, <laughs> I, what I liked most about that scene, I didn't think it was a commercial. I was like, oh, he's having, he's doing his macho walk. But I know that you guys all thought that it was commercial. But my favorite part of that whole thing was I think that they put the coat on him and they realized it looked stupid. So they have that throwaway line where he's like, this cut, all the rage in Europe. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I'm like, who asked you, dude? It's just some guy who rolled down the window. <laughs> I was waiting for the, the Mentos uh, uh, logo to pop right. up at the end of the scene. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, there was a split second at the end of the movie where he, he, he comes down from the rafters. He hijacks <laughs> the show, right? He tells the lady to get off the stage or he's going to kick her ass. And I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Body Rock just got real dark. <laughs> Body Rock just brought in Ezra Miller. Jesus. <laughs> get off the stage, bitch. Get up. <laughs> he was like really shitty towards everybody in this movie. And at the end, everyone was like, yeah, chili. Exactly. I'd be like, fuck you forever, man. <laughs> right? He was such a jerk to his friends. And then he gets to the end and he's like, yeah, my fr- I, I hijacked the show. My friends, come on up to the stage. And the friend's like, all right, I guess we'll go. But there was the one friend who like didn't go. And I'm like, good for you, DJ Easy. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> But then he showed up at the end anyway, and I'm like, oh, man, he punked out. You know, it, it, it's a lot like Turning Red, Mark Ellis. Yes. You know, turning Red. Um, her friends go right back to her with uh, barely an explanation. I guess it's just a movie trope. Dude, I thought, and I, as soon as I... Nobody when has I, any morals. When I saw that scene, I thought of <laughs> you saying that with Turning Red. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it, Joey was right. God damn At it. least half the movie wasn't about Lorenzo Lamas having a period. <laughs> Uh, I did, but this was like Lorenzo Lamas is like d- sexy because to everybody because he has the blonde woman. Yes, he has the hospital girl. Yep. But there's a third woman in the hallway that you might have confused for the blonde. Well, maybe not because they were like, "You can come back home," and she was like, "I have to ask my boyfriend." And he was like, "Oh, right. mad that she had a boyfriend." I'm like, "You are a man whore." Yeah, yeah, and there's and there's also there was a lady um, in the club too before the sister walked in who like gave gave him that look and then her boyfriend pulled her off. Oh, Tiff, I don't know right. if you know how society works, but it's okay when a guy does it. Okay. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> um, also, one of my favorite parts of this movie is when he's kissing the sister for the first time and they pull back and there is a lot of spit. Like there's a string <laughs> of spit between the two of them. I, it was I was like, did I? I rewound it, and it for sure was like somebody must have eaten like a, a bunch of Sour Patch Kids. That's how disgusting. <laughs> wow, you must have had a really good copy because my my I'm version kidding. of this movie was just like it looked like Vaseline was covering this, the camera. I could barely make out what was happening. <laughs> Hey, I wasn't gonna make you guys pay to watch the movie. Jesus. <laughs> hey, let me let me just say this: we we've never met in person. We've been friends for years, but one day we will meet in person. I'm not gonna kiss you in the back of the club. <laughs> And, and none of y'all come running up and ju- and jump and straddle your legs and rob me in a hole. None of y'all better do so that shit. Many super intimate hugs in this movie. And then he gets mad that that man kisses him. And mm-hmm. I was like, you have been homoerotic being <laughs> up and down the street this whole time. 
I was like, really excited at that part because I was like, oh, man, this is very different from any 80s movie. You never see a dude kiss another dude. Perfect. <laughs> and I it ruined it. Shit the bed. I, I know. And then he punched him in the face. And I was like, oh. I did not realize that that was a gay bar when they, when that scene first started. Oh, How could you tell? Look how everyone was dressed in the entire no, like, movie. Like, it was the 80s. They had on the Macho Man hats yes. and mustache. Oh, right. I am just learning that this was a gay bar. Me too. I yeah. was like, oh, it's just a normal one of their 80s bars. <laughs> No, I just thought everyone was really had Judas Priest there. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. And I think, oh, oh, and there was, okay. So there was a part where they were rapping, quote unquote rapping. And uh, there was no music being played. Like, so they were rapping offbeat. The audience was offbeat. But they played music in the background, which wasn't even close to it. And that's hmm. when I'm like, who was the music supervisor if you're going to make a musical, a movie that's prominently mostly music, how do you not get that part right? Like, who was the music supervisor of this whole thing? And all of the songs were awful. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know they were very descriptive, but every single fucking song was horrendous in this movie. Horrible. I agree with you, Bart. <laughs> Horrible. It's like no one has ever actually seen like what breakdancers actually dance to, because it's not that. It's none of that. <laughs> Yeah, where's the curtains blow? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, and then once the once he turned into the uh, the monster hunter fighting the skeletons, that's when I my brain just went off the rails. I had no idea what was happening at that point. <laughs> we definitely need a sample of his speech um, before that act starts because I watched the movie twice. Also, Aubrey, <laughs> because after the first, I watched it last weekend um, before we recorded this, so about a week ago, and I I, I sat down today to think about recording and i'm like i can't remember like half this fucking movie <laughs> <laughs> so he's like i better watch it again so i watched again maybe morbius like flushed it out of my head or something over the weekend but um yeah I, that speech when he's like yo the, the dracula is not scared of me or the wolfman <laughs> oh my god there's no bullshit in my neighborhood we got monsters there that will scare King Kong. Knock the wolf man down, make Godzilla shy, make Dracula cry. But I don't care, cause they don't get scared, and they don't bother me. You know why? Cause I'm tough. Oh my god. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> so many scenes in this fucking movie take place outside of that elevator. <laughs> I, I cannot believe how many scenes there are of them being like yo can I get in the club and they're like you're not on the list how many times is that going to happen in this movie stop coming uh, here at least three yeah. at least <laughs> also okay I have to ask because I have trouble knowing how much was $15 in 1984 a ton I was going to say that <laughs> that is a lot of money to get into a club oh, I would have yeah. paid that in like the mid nineties when I was a kid going to like punk shows and stuff, I wouldn't have paid $15 to get in. So we're going to have to look it up. I'm going to look you guys. I'm going to look it up and see how much $15 is worth today. Well, you know, okay. you got to remember it's New York and they were putting on like a, you know, a Broadway show featuring skeletons. Right. So <laughs> day glow. was the equivalent to $40 today. Ooh, okay. I guess you better get a fucking fight between skeletons <laughs> and a paper mache mummy at that point. <laughs> Well, um, I got to agree with you guys. The absolute conceit of this movie is that Chili turns his back on his friends and um, then comes back to his friends uh, after threatening uh, 
to beat up a woman on stage at a club who <laughs> popped out of a giant boom box. <laughs> and he's the least talented member of the band. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like if the the, the Beatles broke up and, and everybody wanted Ringo Starr to be the, the next person. <laughs> like told John Lennon and, and Paul McCartney to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. <laughs> he just fucking was like the hype guy. <laughs> I don't get it. I d- the whole movie doesn't work like past the first like fifteen minutes because it it doesn't make any sense. Like why would they want that guy? Yep. Oh, I mean, it's hard to like hate on much otherwise in the movie than what we've been laughing about because it's a terrible movie. But the whole conceit of the movie doesn't even work because it's the worst person possible that they could have picked to uh, build their new nightclub around. So, mm-hmm. and they they yeah. never even bought back the the fancy graffiti artist from the beginning of the movie that got paid ten thousand dollars a painting. I'm like, yes, oh, he's gonna I factor into this. Too. Yeah, why was he there? Yeah, they the dude that looked him? like Dave Chappelle dressed like, <laughs> like um, Rick James, he looked like Charlie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like Rick James, like Rick James. Rick James. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Dave Chappelle dressed as Rick James. <laughs> he did. He was all skinny and tall. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> he did look like. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> Hey, enjoy. What, what else? What else did you not like about the movie? Um, honestly, the movie is so ridiculous and it is so bad and fun that it's it's hard to dislike really anything about it. I mean, it gets pretty excruciating in the middle, and it's not just because the story doesn't make sense. It's just <laughs> it just kind of goes off the rails. Like you know, after I think after the um, skeleton dance, yep, it, it felt like the movie was. I felt like I'd been watching it for like two days at that point <laughs> and I pushed up and it was only about 35 minutes and I was like, fuck, I got another hour of this. And then it's just like excruciating. Like it was physically painful to watch like for the middle part of the movie. It was just so boring. <laughs> See, I didn't think that, but I did think that the last like 10 minutes was so long from the t- from the time they start clapping for them to go on stage that was the longest like encouragement clap i've ever heard like if i was at a concert and people were encoring i'd be like i'm fucking leaving this is too long mm-hmm. like they're like come on the stage and i'm like oh we're gonna turn the music back on and then and then the fucking executive guy's like i'm gonna turn this back a very 80s like i'm make i'm a good guy now <laughs> right <laughs> parents <laughs> he, uh, Lorenzo Lam, I mean, Chili was lucky that that night he just happened to sneak his way into the club like Batman and that his friends were also able to all get into the club for because any every other scene in the movie, they're outside the club wanting to get in. Bums didn't want to pay no money, man. <laughs> <laughs> it took him the entire movie to save up the uh, like $175 it cost to get in the door. So. <laughs> Thank you, Magic, for your dollar dance lessons on the streets. Right. <laughs> the only one that had a job. Just like, keep dancing. I got to go to school. <laughs> Just keep dancing. <laughs> so my favorite character, man, that was uh, that was the guy from Porky's that played Meat. That was the doorman. Y'all, y'all recognize him? Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, Meat had a job back in the day. You mean, you know, was, I've never, is it the one, I've never seen Porky's, or at least it's been a long time. Was he the one that was like outside of their club, not the good club? The good club. No, the good club. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. my favorite character, or one of my favorite characters is actually the doorman outside of the other club, where they were hey. like, let, let us in. We know this guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the guy's like, this is soda. And he's like, get, just get in there. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, 
The only thing left to do is to give this movie a score. Aubrey Litchfield, the queen of all nerds. What do you got for Body Rock on a scale of zero to five? Five being the best and zero being the worst. Uh, I'm giving it. I'm going to give it a uh, one point five. Wow, that's way higher than I thought you would. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't horrible. I could fold laundry to it. It was the leather jacket, wasn't it? Yes, from Europe. Yeah, it's good in <laughs> Europe. Yeah. All right, Montego Bradley, zero to five. Uh, it. Mm, damn. I'll give it up for the leather pa- for the leather coat with the patch on the back, man. Okay. It, it'll have to. I agree with Arbery. One point five. It can't be a, a point five because it, it, it did have some things that that I thought was uh, uh, entertaining while I was watching. It could have been a lot worse. So, <laughs> one point five, sir. Just ask these guys. It could get a lot worse. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Tifobot, what do you got? Okay, I did a calculation <laughs> while we were all talking. Uh, if this was a movie in which I was judging it based on like the time I had while I was watching it, I would give it like a three. If I was to judge this movie on just it being a film, I would give it like a 0.5. <laughs> so I averaged it out for a 1.75. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Tiff doing the math. All right. Uh, <laughs> Mark Ellis Reagans, how about you? Yeah, that's actually pretty. That's a good idea, Tiff. I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sounded very official. We need to advance for me. <laughs> yeah, this movie is a train wreck and a half. But again, when you compare it to, you know, Christy Santa's first female reindeer, you know, the fact that it's in focus and it's in color and you can hear what people are saying. It kind of, you know, bumps it up a little bit. So because there were some cool dance numbers, or I'm sorry, there were some cool dancers that got hired to be in this movie mm-hmm. uh, because it actually was filmed in New York and it looks like New York and the um, and Darlene was a little cutie. Uh, and because, thank God, there was at least some black people in this movie, I'm going to give it a two. <laughs> Yeah, Mark likes to make it sound like I was like, hey, guys, it's our anniversary. Let's watch Birth of a Nation. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Darlene died of brain cancer and breast cancer, not just At the same one. Time. Yeah. <laughs> she did both. And the, the manager dude died of AIDS. So. Yep. Jesus. The curse of body rock. He was on uh, Wise Guy 80s. for like three seasons. Mm. If you that, remember that show. Yeah. Uh, that's why I remember, that's why I remember, I'm like I know this guy from somewhere. Oh wait a minute. That was the mob show, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. I guess he couldn't get on Renegade, I guess uh, <laughs> Lorenzo Lamas was done with him. Yeah, that's right. Uh well that didn't have Lorenzo Lamas in it. It had uh, Ken Wall, the uh, Battle of Beverly Hills. Was that the movie he was in? What was that fucking movie he was in? I just know him from Wise Guy. The Taking of Beverly Hills. Sorry, that's a bad movie. <laughs> Put that in my back pocket. No, no right. <laughs> <laughs> this this is not supposed to inspire more bad movies, damn it. <laughs> it's definitely no um, The Perfect Weapon, but it's something. <laughs> anyway, uh, myself, let's see. So a lot of times I will give these bad movies like five out of five because of how much I enjoy watching them. I don't think this is a five out of five bad movie. I think probably the first half of the movie, the beginning through the skeleton dance was probably a five out of five. Okay. Um the middle part just kind of falls apart, even in terms of like a movie to laugh at. It, it just falls apart. Like even with some of the ridiculous scenes like him with the leather jacket commercial and some of the other stuff, it, it just never pulled me back in until the very end where 
he was going to physically assault a woman on stage. Um, right. So I, I'm probably at a four. I think I'm at a four. Wow. <laughs> Five. <laughs> it, 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 it's a good, bad movie, man. This is a good, bad movie. I would buy a $50 Blu-ray of this if it came out. <laughs> you know, out there, Vinegar Syndrome, if you're listening. <laughs> I was totally going to, because I'm like, all right, instead of watching a free version of this, because I, I learned this lesson from another movie that we watched before that was free on, on uh, YouTube. I'm like, you know what? I'm actually going to pay money to watch the movie. I'll pay like 2 or $3 to rent this movie. You can't find it anywhere. <laughs> I think they burned a print somehow. <laughs> so they buried him in the desert like those fucking ETU games. <laughs> <laughs> they said this shit don't exist. Two hundred thousand leather jackets that say "Chili" on the back are buried in the desert. <laughs> but I, I do enjoy that. There's somewhere in this world, there's an algorithm where Body Rock is one of the most downloaded movies this week. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you see your YouTube recommendations after this? I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it's not the top tier uh, bad movie. So, yeah, that, that, that's it. That's 1984's Body Rock. Uh, guys, thank you so much for coming on with us to celebrate 400 episodes by helping us tank our numbers by reviewing a movie no one's heard of. <laughs> Congratulations, family. Uh, <laughs> y'all deserve it, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank, thank y'all, man. Thanks for having us coming on, man. We, I, I appreciate y'all so much. I love this goddamn show, man. I, I can't get enough of it. So, y'all just keep on a 400 more, right, Tiff? That's right. right you guys Mark? should come on for uh, one of our Christmas episodes. Awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> we want to keep them as friends. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Montego, Tiff, tell us a little bit about Fans on Patrol for people that may not know. Maybe they're living, um, you know, in, inside a giant boombox or something. They've never heard of you guys before. Um, where can they find you and what are you guys all about? Yeah, you can find us um, at fansonpatrol.com or on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at fansonpatrol. Uh, we're just a you know a nerd podcast, and we do movies, and we play games, and uh, we try to be fun. So check us out. Uh, otherwise, we have a Patreon in a uh, wait YouTube. That's why I was like, what is the fucking thing called YouTube? <laughs> anyway, check us out. <laughs> I highly recommend it. I'm trying to remember what the first episode of Fans on Patrol I listened to was. <laughs> That's a long time ago. I'm going to figure it out. It's It's been a long time, but I listen to you guys every single week. I love it. I love it. Um, That's very nice. If I'm not raging at Tiffobot's takes, um, <laughs> I'm laughing and having fun. So I love you guys. You guys are some of our best friends, not yep. just at podcasting, but in the world altogether. So we're Absolutely. so glad you came to celebrate with us. Probably the only people that I actually interact with. <laughs> I feel like Tiffobot is my spirit animal on Twitter. That is every time, wonderful. Every time you post something, I'm like, it's, I feel it. <laughs> so that is going to do it, guys. That has been episode 400 of the So Wizard podcast. Uh, any final words, Aubrey? Uh, no. <laughs> Markellis Reagans. Yeah, I want to quit. I can't quit. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'll see everyone for the next 400 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever see Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> <laughs> I was just oh, thinking that. I can't that. quit you. That's right. Or I wish I could quit you. Whatever he says. Yes, I've seen it. Yes, that's uh, Mark Callis th- wakes up in the morning thinking he's not going to. 
<laughs> yeah, there's. It's not going to do so wizard this week, and I'm outside the door with tickets to Morbius. <laughs> wow. Uh, I will uh, suggest everybody check out SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews. There are comic reviews. There's so much more at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast. There is hours of free exclusive content there, including more movie reviews. More comic reviews, unboxings, trailer reactions, interviews with directors, actors, writers, and more creative people as well. Adam is pumping out content like crazy, so check it out. Don't forget our Patreon, where you can go to patreon.com backslash Podcast and monetarily support the show. Get extra exclusive content from the podcast this month. It is the only place to hear our review of everything, everywhere, all at once provided it plays in any theaters within a hundred miles of us before the end of the month and um lots of other cool stuff too we do a video podcast on there every month where we talk about star wars topics we've got my own little mini sode where i review what's coming up in the next 30 days as well as some stuff i watched in the podcast that we're not going to cover and, and it's great it's good times uh the fun starts at one dollar a month so jump on board Next week, we are going to do a dual review show where we review Morbius and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So come on back for that. That's going to do it. That's episode 400 of the So Wizard Podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo. Our special guest, Montego Bradley. Yay! And Tiffobot. <laughs> Honestly, congratulations, you guys, and thank you very much for having us. From the wonderful Fans on Patrol podcast that you should be listening to every week. And the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Hi. <laughs> and the experts, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Uh, I just want to leave you with I will stalk you like an animal, eat you like a cannibal. <laughs> Make your body pay. <laughs> That's what this podcast does to me. Uh, thanks, guys, for coming on and celebrating 400, episode 400 with us. Uh, everybody, have a good week, a good month, and Wakanda forever. Kind of forever. We will see you guys next week for episode 401. The road to episode 800 starts now. (laughs) 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 That's right. Next week, Morbius and Sonic 2. Good journey.